Welcome to Sex Help for Smart People. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Jurgens, former science professor turned somatic sexologist and intimacy coach. This podcast is all about using evidence-based practices to help high-achieving women and their partners of all genders get the affection, connection, and great sex you want. So let's get at it. Welcome to episode two. Today we're talking about attuned touch. It's both about slowing down and about jazzing it up. So we'll talk about what attuned touch is, why it matters, and how to do it. And as always, we will close with a take-home practice. This is a relationship superpower, and it's surprisingly easy. So let's get to it. So first off, you might wonder, what the hell do I mean by attuned touch? So attuned touch just means each person is fully present to their own experience, as well as simultaneously attuned to and open to whatever is happening for their touch partner. So just imagine it for a moment. Imagine you are really grounded in your own experience of the present moment. You are anchored in openness to wherever you are at emotionally and utterly present with your experience of sensation. Now imagine this other human being near you is also completely present with themselves. They stay connected to themselves and then slowly take you in. They let you be wherever you are in this moment, just taking it in and attuning to you without losing their connection to self. And you receive touch from this place. It doesn't need to be sensual touch. It can just be platonic touch. So it's just about any human connection or sometimes even a connection with a beloved pet. A hug, a hand resting on yours, a squeeze of the shoulder in sympathy for a rough day, or a lover's caress on the side of your neck. Now imagine doing the same for someone else, being fully present with yourself and your own enjoyment of the sensations of touch while attuned also to their experience and their being. This is attuned touch. Most of us get very little of it, if any at all. So where and when have you felt it? If ever. I invite you just to take a moment to remember. If you've ever felt this, you're one of the lucky ones. But it's okay, and it's never too late. It's just not something our modern society really allows or encourages or teaches us us to do. And it's not even necessary to have a partner to do it with. You can do it with friends. You can also even do it with yourself, and that feels amazing. So why does attuned touch matter? This type of touch is super connecting. It is recharging, and it feels like freakishly loving. I'm talking big love. 
It feels like the literal antidote to loneliness. It feels like being seen, being connected, and it is much more powerful of a turn-on when you're with a sexy partner. So why is that? There are some really good reasons. When we are truly present, grounded and attuned to ourselves, it feels like we are really there for the other person. It feels incredibly loving to receive touch from someone who is enjoying touching us for them, not because they are seeking validation from us or want us to feel a certain way. Now, by touching from for them, I don't mean that they're trying to take from us. It's really different to experience touch from someone who is actually just genuinely enjoying being present with us and being present with their own sensations in touch. So three common, really common, innocent mistakes we all tend to make in touch are, one, when we are so focused on the receiver that we aren't present with ourselves. And the way this feels to the receiver is it feels like no one is home. This is the most common mistake and literally everyone makes it. So don't give yourself a hard time about it. Don't shame your partner about it. But what it is, is somebody with beautiful, wonderful, good intentions trying too hard to do something the other person likes. And when we do that, we sort of step out of ourselves and miss being present with ourselves. So it's weirdly counterintuitive, but actually a huge game changer to keep a big part of our attention on our own pleasure in touch, in your fingertips, in your hands, in whatever part of your body you're touching with as the toucher. So big innocent mistake number two is when we are so focused on what's coming next, whether good or bad, that we aren't present. So this sounds in our head kind of like, hmm, will I get to do X? Like, will they like that? Can I try that next? Am I, are we going there? If you're the toucher and if the receiver in your head, it sort of sounds like, oh, I hope they don't do Y. Oh, I, I wish they would do this differently next, right? So for the toucher, the will I get to feels to the receiver kind of like a subtle agenda. Like, oh, they're not really here. They're trying to get somewhere else. They want something from me. And for the receiver, that being in your head with, I hope they don't do this thing next, um, or I wish they would do it differently next time, right? Oh, I really don't like it when they lick the roof of my mouth like that when we're kissing. I hope they don't do it, right? That feels like resistance and uncertainty in the receiver's body, and it can feel like rejection to the giver, even if you haven't actually rejected them. So just be tuned into your brain and notice if you're doing these things. Don't worry. You can unlearn them with practice by staying in the present and learning what we're going to teach you at the end of this episode. But just be aware, focused on being focused on what's coming next is another way to not be present. So the last big mistake is rote touch. We've all had those like back patting hugs, like where you're, it's like pat, 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 pat. Um, the peck kiss <laughs> that's super fast and absent feeling, there can be like a good peck 
where there's really some presence there. But there's also that one that feels like almost like my lips must have just burned this person. There's also the type of rote touch where somebody's just repetitively touching you in the same way, in the same place, like stroking your leg exactly the same way over and over. And that usually feels annoying unless it's really present and intentional, right? So like a massage where you're massaging in the same place or genital touch where being doing the same thing in the same place repetitively can be great, but it's present and intentional. So I'm talking about rote touch where you're kind of absent. All right, so those are the big three. Now, don't shame yourself or your partner if you do this. Again, literally all of us default to these sometimes and we don't even know or notice that we're disconnecting. But they're so important. I'm going to give you a quick recap. So mistake number one, focusing so much on the receiver that the touch giver is not home in their own enjoyment. Number two, focusing on what's coming next, good or bad. And number three, being automated or rote with your touch. So to cover why these are a problem and why attuned touch is so much more connecting, we're going to go on a short, simplified, mini detour into neurobiology. So here's the thing about the human brain. It's a big one for our size. We know that. And the most recent part is the prefrontal cortex. That's the abstract planning executive function part. But here's the thing. That prefrontal cortex is just layered on everything else that came before. And if you didn't learn it in school, you're going to learn it right now. Evolution mostly adds on. It doesn't subtract nearly as often as it just adds on. And it doesn't create completely new architecture so much as it builds on the existing architecture. So remember, we spent many, many millennia without spoken language. Our deepest language is body language and touch. When we lived in small tribes, even pre-hominid, we were a social species dependent on each other for mutual well-being. And attuned touch was a primary way we connected. You see this all the time in social animals and other apes. Attuned touch is also our first language, even today. Body language is our first language. Tune touch is just sort of a subset of that. So you see it in every baby, even before their eyes can focus. They can receive touch as soothing and connecting. Our brain is constantly processing nonverbal cues without conscious awareness. So everything you do with someone, every type of touch, every interaction really, where you can see the other person and their body language, but especially when you touch them, this is received by the whole organism of the person, including that basal brain and the one that very effectively reads body language, energy, and touch. So embrace your innate desire for a tuned touch and embrace other people's innate desire for it. And even more, also embrace your inner knowing when touch is just 
off. You have a subconscious awareness, a spidey sense for attunement, and so does everyone. Again, it doesn't mean to criticize someone if their touch is feeling off to you. I promise that won't help. (laughs) It will never help. Instead, just invite more presence kindly. So a couple things you could say, for example, are, hey, it feels like you might be far away. Would you do that again, but go 10 times slower? Or you could say something like, it would feel really nice to me if I can tell you're enjoying this too. Can we start over and go more slowly? So the two things I just did were invite someone to slow down and invite them to enjoy themselves. And those are two great ways to increase awareness and presence if you notice someone is kind of checked out when they're touching you. Slowing down will always help invite more presence. My dream is for you to have a tuned touch just flowing freely in your life, both giving and receiving. And the best place to start is with learning to give it. So we're going to do two easy things to start you on your way there today. The first is a quick inventory of your attuned touch opportunities. The second is playfully sneaking attuned touch into your daily routine. Okay, so number one, inventory of opportunities. Take five minutes. Right now is perfect. Or you can come back and do this later. And write down 10 opportunities to give a tuned touch that you will have this week. Now, remember, this can be completely non-sexual. So we're talking about anyone you touch. It could be that person at work at the water cooler that you hug. It could be a parent or a child. It could be another family member, a partner, a friend at the gym, any of these interactions, anything. Where you touch someone, you can turn it into a chance to attune to yourself and your sensations and then add attunement to the other person. You will be amazed at how these moments increase bonding. This was a magic situation for me. I could not believe how much more connected I felt when I started learning how to do this. It's super simple. It's super innate. We just don't do it in modern society. And it is so amazing. So look for all the opportunities you have because it feels wonderful. So the second thing is then do it, right? Playfully sneak in a tuned touch. You don't have to tell everybody this is for you. You can tell people if they want to play with you and do it too. But just take your list and do something on it at least, you know, twice a day for a week at least to really take this for a spin. So there are four easy steps to sneak this in and do it. One, take a moment to just breathe into your own body and accept wherever you are in this moment. Try it right now. Just take a deep breath and just accept whatever is here for you. Your emotions, your situation, it's okay. This is just this part of life today in this moment. Then connect with your, this is number two, connect with your own sense of pleasure in touch, in your hands, in your body. 
You can try it right now with just feeling whatever it is you feel. You might feel a little bit of air on your skin. You might feel some sort of surface near you. Just put your hand on it. See how it feels to your fingers. Number three is to then look at the other person and keeping that connection with yourself and your own experience. Try to really see them, take in their body language, and offer acceptance in yourself for wherever they're at too. You don't have to say anything, just offer it inside you. Number four is just from there, that self-attuned and partner-attuned place, offer your touch. So that's it. Four easy steps. Take a moment to ground, connect with the sensation in your body, in your hands, connect with and accept the other person, and then from that place, offer your touch. Okay, so great job. When you do that, you are bringing more love and connection into the world. And so just keep practicing, and this will be a connection superpower for you. If you have a partner or a friend you'd like to share this with, you can play together and offer it to each other, but you don't need to. You can just do this for yourself with whoever you encounter. And by encounter, I mean someone who's consented to receive touch from you. Go to the show notes to get the steps written down. And if you want to do this in sexy land with your partner, it can really supercharge foreplay. So take your time, let it build, and enjoy. That's your show today. I hope it brings you joy. If this podcast was helpful for you, please consider going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leaving a five-star review. Not only do I really appreciate your time doing that, but five-star reviews really boost the show visibility, which helps people just like you who need it be able to find it. Thank you so much. I'll see you here next week.